I hope everyone is well today. We had all these wonderful plans for all the different things that I was going to show you, but I could not get the sound working on our software. Hang on just one second. Here's Hillary. And hopefully we can see her. Hillary is watching. Hello. I can see you and I can hear you. I am so happy. <laughs> Yay, me too. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Let me just get you set up here and then we'll... oh, oh good. Welcome to Under the Wire. <laughs> Thank um, you. Patient person. Just a big smile the whole time we've been having all of these issues. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. I I cannot stand technology. I'm horrible with it. So I completely <sighs> understand. Completely understand. I'm normally okay with it, but uh yeah, it's been nothing but uh all kinds of issues this morning. So I'm glad we got it working. It's so good to see you here. You and too. let's get right into it. Okay. Um I have to say that I found you through the video that you made. I think it was last year, the Crazy Mother's video. Some people call it a rap. Some people call it a poem. But whenever I need a push or an up, I watch your video. I've probably watched it 50 times by now. I think I've got it memorized. Oh my <laughs> I, I read it out with you as you're going. Oh. <laughs> it is just the most amazing, amazing video. Um, so I hope everyone watches it. I will add the link to it after our talk today because I couldn't do any of that because of all the issues we've had, <laughs> but I can't recommend it highly enough. So Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to this issue and how you came to be a crazy mother. <laughs> yes. Okay. So my name is Hillary Simpson, and I am the founder of a nonprofit called Crazy Mothers. Um, we are 501c3 charitable organization, and I started it because my son was injured um, as an infant from vaccines. He had a horrible reaction. Um, it took me years and a team of doctors to get him better, but I am one of the lucky ones. I consider myself so blessed um, because I was able to get him better. Um, biomedical treatments, chiropractic care care, naturopathic medicine, um, everything that a mom who is recovering their children from vaccine injury knows about. Um, and after, as soon as, as he turned three and I really felt like I could take a deep breath again, I was like, oh my gosh, I think he's going to be really be okay. That's when this kind of fire um, ignited my soul. I have to say it mm -hmm. sounds so cliche, um, but I knew that I was, I, I, I was put through this and my son was put through this um, because this is the path that my life was supposed to take. And I had to help get this information out to other mothers and fathers who are dealing with the same thing and being called crazy by their doctors. Right. So. It became a calling for you, didn't it? Um, it did. Like a mission. Really yes. Yeah. And, and that's what yeah. I say. I say it's my heart mission. You know, this is this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the night. You know, you're not going to be able to shut me up now anymore. <laughs> so. Oh, that's it. I think we, we need more crazy mothers in these communities. I think we have a lot of them now, but we need more. And I think what you're saying speaks to all of us who have 
become crazy mothers over the year because our children have been injured by vaccines and because so many people have said, oh, don't listen to them. They don't know what they're talking about. They're just crazy mothers. And yeah, I think it's great owning that, that, uh, that moniker um, and using it to your advantage and to the advantage of everyone in the community. So I salute you for that. That's fantastic. And um, so tell me some of the things that you've been involved with in the U.S. We've all been watching what's happening in the U.S. um, with great trepidation. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just wonderful to see the people who are rising up and, and fighting against the tyranny that's happening there right now. Yes, there's, there's so tell so me a little much. bit about that. There's so much going um, on across our, our nation. It's definitely, I feel like it's coming to a head. And obviously our nation, we have 50 states. Um, they're very, each state is so different in its laws with vaccines, even the way it governs um, it, its own, you know, state on the state level. But in California right now, I'm in Maine. So in California, you know, they just effectively lost their medical exemption, which is um, absolute insanity. They took that that right away from the doctors and, and put it in the hands of bureaucrats, and that is um, dangerous. Um, it, it left medically fragile children completely, you know, um, in jeopardy for their for their lives. Parents are now really, mm-hmm. really forced to have to move out of state or homeschool. Um, and a lot of people chose to do that anyway in 2015 when California lost the religious and, and philosophical exemptions for public school. But this was just um, one level. It's it's the first state to ever do something like this. Um, every other state, we still have medical exemptions, which granted, as you know, um, I'm sure are like unicorns. They're extremely hard to get, um, extremely hard to find. And it really only occurs um, if your child has an anaphylactic reaction or an immediate seizure. But but that was still a possibility for some children. Um, And so in my state that I just moved to in Maine, um, we have something we just had um, LD798 passed, which removed our philosophical and religious exemptions as well, um, except it doesn't take effect until September 2021. So what we did, we have, um, and not every state has this, we have the opportunity for a people's veto. If you can get so many thousand, we had to get 64,000 signatures um, from Mainers, uh, uh, registered voters. And if we could do that, get those amount of signatures, we could put it on a ballot. Um, the the um, uh, idea about whether we could repeal the law that was just passed or not. So basically, we're bringing the vote to the people, which is amazing. Right. Um, and we have a really big opportunity to potentially repeal this incredibly unjust law. It is, um, it's unprecedented. Um, it's very exciting. And we needed 64,000 signatures. We turned in 92,000 signatures. And that was <laughs> is absolutely amazing. It really is. And that was in, in three months, in three months. And we were working with a team of 800 volunteers. So it is absolutely wow. um, inspiring. And we are all so hopeful. Talk about people power. I have a couple of questions about that people's veto. Yeah. Um, number one. 
uh, you've turned in 93,000 um, petitions or signatures to, to put this on the ballot. How long do you now have to go out and educate the public about why they should support this veto? Because a lot of people in the community, as well-meaning as they are, they believe the, the, um, the line that, that your children are putting their fully vaccinated children at risk. And so there's going to be a, a big need for education. How long do you have before that's voted on? We have until March. Whoa, that's not a lot of time. No. Um, <laughs> okay. Not. So are you doing fundraising or can you get public service announcements on your television and radio being a 501c3? Can you do that? Um, I'm not sure, actually. And, and um, Crazy Mothers is actually not involved with the people's veto. That, oh. is, that is a completely separate grassroots organization um, being led by Mainers for Health and Parental Rights. That's the name of that, that organization. But I am involved because I'm nice. an advocate and in Maine. So I, I'm involved as um, a mother. As a mother, as a mainer, yeah. um, not as yeah. uh, with with crazy mothers. Yeah. Okay. So it would be great if there could be a real big grassroots education campaign leading up yeah, to yeah. this vote, because this is an opportunity. If if Maine can overturn this legislation, and I watched some of the debate in your state house. Is that what it's called, the state house? Yes, the capital. Um, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, and even from politicians, there was a politician there who's lost a child after yes. vaccination. And to think that his colleagues could vote to take away the right for other people who may lose children in the future or have lost children in the past um, is is beyond. It's you know, it, it lets us know how out of touch these right. people in their ivory towers are with the will of the people who elected them. Um, the American governments, state governments, are much more representative than the Australian governments. Plus, you have a Bill of Rights, which guarantees freedom of religion. So in what planet um, does taking away religious freedom abide by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights of the United States? That was one of the very first things that was put in there. That's exactly. how important the founding fathers found it to be. And now they're just totally, what what Bill of Rights? What Constitution? We don't have one. Exactly. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. It really yeah. is. There was nothing we had about that. Oh, gosh, it's gone right out of my head. I should have a piece of paper here and write all of this down. If I remember it later, I will let you know. Okay. Because uh, it was an important question, too. And these are things that, you know, I'm from the U.S. originally, in case you can't tell by my accent. I'm from New York, which is another place where uh, um, the government is trampling on rights. I'm so proud of the Jewish community in New York for the too. activism. It was Incredible for me to see these Hasidic men out there yes. on the street with placards protesting compulsory vaccination. Yes. Because I can tell you from knowledge and experience that the Hasidim, the, the ultra-Orthodox Jews, do not get involved in political matters. They don't. They, they are not involved in that. But it's come to them now, so they have to be involved. And I'm very proud to see what's happening in New York, where the citizens are actually rising up and saying, no, we're not going to put up with this, where parents have sent their children to yeah. school, their unvaccinated children to school, and they're thinking now they're going to have to call the police in to get them out of there. Um, because 
children have an absolute right to an education. And uh, the the government in New York is is acting completely against any form of law and morality. Mm -hmm. And I, I just I wonder, what do you think it's going to take to wake up the American government and the state governments that what they're doing is not going to be acceptable to the population? What's it going to take? It's a really good question. And we, we have a lot of people asking that question right now and different mm -hmm. tactics are going on. And, and, you know, some people are saying civil, civil disobedience. Some people are saying no to civil disobedience. We need to just keep educating our legislators. We need to keep talking. Um, we need more grassroots boots on the ground. It's really tricky. You know, I don't, I don't think any of us know. I think lawsuits, I think what RFK Jr. is going to be doing, um, you know, going after the pharmaceutical companies and, and in, in the court system, I think that's going to be, uh, make a mm -hmm. huge, huge difference. Absolutely. You know, um, the more doctors, the more scientists that speak out publicly, the more, the more um, humane, logical, unbiased journalists we can get, you know, anything we can do yeah. to really get that information out there and, and, and to help parents, you know, help parents get educated. And that's, that's where Crazy Mothers comes in because we are launching our website in just a couple of days. So that's really exciting. Oh, congratulations. That's great news. Please send us a link when it does launch and we'll publicize it here. So oh, thank you. that's fantastic. No worries. Um, the, the education, I, I don't know if you have noticed that. I, I just, I know you've only just recently moved to Maine, so you may not even be um, that in touch with the community in Maine yet. But one thing that I have noticed in Australia um, since the introduction of no jab, no pay and no jab, no play, which are our legislation that stops people from uh, sending their children to childcare or preschool if they're not vaccinated fully according to the schedule and also removes up to $16,000 a year from families per child if they don't vaccinate fully. What I have been noticing is that there have been more and more families who are choosing not to vaccinate. It's had the opposite effect. Huh. The more repressive the government is, the more it makes parents question. And we have seen a huge upsurge in people who never questioned vaccination. You know, we, too often we've been in an echo chamber. We've been right. preaching to the converted. And now um, we are actually, well, not us personally, the government through their repressive policies have been converting people who probably never would have questioned vaccination before um, through wow. their constant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been huge actually. My, my guesstimate, and this is only from doing this for 25 years and talking to a lot of people, my guesstimate is that there's close to 20% of the parents of young children in Australia right now who are not vaccinating. The government says it's about 2%. I think that's absolute crap because mm. a lot of the people who don't vaccinate don't um, they a lot of them don't have Medicare cards, which is like our our database that collects health information on everyone. A lot of them don't get on that. And a lot of people are simply not seeing doctors. Mm. So they never get counted. They, they never go and see medical doctors. They'll see naturopaths or chiropractors or homeopaths, mm. but not medical doctors. So there is a large segment of the Australian population who doesn't vaccinate it and who's not been added to the official statistics. So I'm just wondering if you have any sense. I mean, I, none of us really knows. But if you have a sense if there have been more and more people in the U.S. who are now questioning vaccination, um, since all of this kerfuffle started? 
I think it's really interesting. I think that's a great point because I know um, just hearing from everybody who canvassed the state of Maine and they talked to hundreds of thousands of people in the last three months. And, uh, you know, most of the people they talked to weren't even aware about, you know, LD 798, the the removal of the exemptions. They weren't aware of what it was and they weren't aware of that government overreach. And when they were told about it, they signed right away. You know, I I think it can be a really, you're right. I think it can absolutely be flipped and and maybe be beneficial for us because yeah. <laughs> I I think you know once they realize we we have a lot of parents who selectively vaccinate and it affects them mm. too this this uh, um these removal of exemptions it absolutely affects them too so yes I just saw a story on the news from New York um I don't know if it was Rockland County or Suffolk County someplace on Long Island I'm pretty sure um that they the children who went to school, the young adults who went to this high school um, and were not vaccinated were put into a quarantine room in a conference room. And a young girl was put in there with them. And she said, I don't understand why I'm here. I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. And what what happened was she hadn't gotten one vaccine. And because she'd gotten all the other vaccines and not that one, they put her into quarantine and she's going to get kicked out of high school. Yeah. So. It is such a totalitarian thing. It is all or none. It is, and it's on time or you're in trouble. Um, There is no duty of care, no looking at uh, what the individual susceptibilities are of people. Do people have an MTHFR uh, problem? Do people have any of the other, what is it, 50 genes that we know about now that can lead you to be more likely to have a serious reaction to a vaccine? None of that matters. Um, Do you have a family member who died after vaccination or was permanently injured? None of that matters. There's no science. There's no, um, you know, thinking or logic about this. It is just do as we say and uh, or else your children are out. Exactly. It's it's really it's getting really scary. You know, I think we're definitely coming to a head. Um, So we'll see how everything plays out in in Mm. the next couple of years. (laughs) Yeah, I said, um, I don't know if it was last week or, or the week before, but my feeling from talking to people in the community, and I am a cockeyed optimist, I admit that openly, even after all these years of doing this, I'm still too. optimistic. Yeah, and that's good. I think it must keep us going. But I feel like I've given it two years. I think that this whole thing is going to come to a head within two years, because basically people love freedom. We yeah. fought for it. My father fought in World War II. My my grandparents, I'm a second generation American. My grandparents came from the, you know, the former Soviet Union uh, because they wanted to live free. And when you take countries that ch- ch- cherish and treasure freedom and take that freedom away from them, um, you're going to be in for trouble one way or another, whether it's at the ballot box or another way. And I hope it's at the ballot box. Yeah. Um, then then uh, there's going to be problems. And I do think within a couple of years, with all of you people um, out in the U.S. being active, getting out into the public, um, educating, which is such an important thing, uh, you are pushing this forward in leaps and bounds. And I thank you for that, because I think when change comes to Australia, uh, it's only going to come from overseas first, because our government is so... 
uh, we had a rally, not we, I, the ABN was only involved by sending our president down there, but this last week there was a rally outside of our federal parliament. Uh, you've I probably saw. seen some of the pictures. It was an amazing event. I wasn't there, but our president, um, Anita Hofmeister, was. And uh, they were told that they had to turn their megaphones away from Parliament House so that the parliamentarians in Parliament House couldn't hear them. And when a few of them went in to watch Parliament in action, they were put into a soundproof room so that nobody on the floor of Parliament could hear them. Uh, this is not only are the people in Parliament who we elected to represent us totally insulated from our message, mm. but they don't want to hear it. They are actively blocking our message out. And right. I don't think any elected representative should be that um, un unwilling to listen to the people who put them in office. And I think it's time we put other people in office who will listen to us. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's amazing. Now, I want to talk to you about the VIE event that's coming up in November. I'm so excited to be going there. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I can't wait to meet you and oh, hug you in person. <laughs> I know, I'll give you a big hug. <laughs> so tell me, how did this come about? I mean, did you just, you and the VIE people, you and the crazy mother started this, right? Yeah, so it was um, not this past summer, the summer before I started um, thinking about how we could really show more of a national presence. It had been, I think, the last time we were at, um, you know, on the National Mall right at our Capitol um, was in 2008. So it was definitely overdue. Um, right. And I, 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 I feel like our statewide organizations are absolutely amazing. We have some really heavy hitters with our, with our organizations on the state level, and they are doing an incredible job educating our legislators. Um, but I wanted um, something more. I felt like it's at the, you know, it's come to this where we really need to band together as a country. And it's hard because our country, as you understand, is so huge. Um, yeah. You know, it's expensive to get from one side to the other. But I feel like that's why we started planning so early. Um, and we decided to, to make it November, um, November 14th, which is the 33rd anniversary of when our, um, the 1986 NCVIA was passed. Which I didn't is the, realize. The, yeah. the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, which I know you know is um, yes. the act that stripped the pharmaceutical companies of any and all liability pertaining to, to pediatric vaccine injury. Mm. Um, and that's just something we wanted to showcase um, you know, that event, that act and, and have it on that day so that we can start the conversation so that we can tell people why we're, why we're there on that day. Um, because a lot of parents don't know about that. And I think when you really frame it in that way, you let them know that they, that these vaccines are liability free. It's a liability free product. It makes them, you know, step back, you know, and, and have kind of like, huh, hmm. I, I didn't know that, you know, and that starts that really important conversation. Um, so we wanted to, we chose that date for that reason. Um, it's going to be on the National Mall. We have a, just a bang up, um, you know, a line of speakers, RFK Jr., Del Bigtree, Andy Wakefield, Sheila Ely, mm -hmm. Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Bob Sears, Dr. Jim Meehan, Mark Blaxel, Mary Holland. Um, I know I'm forgetting Brilliant. my friend Carrie Bundy, who lost her precious baby boy, Mason, um, yes. to vaccines. Um, and I always forget one. 
<laughs> that's okay. No. That's okay. It's on the website. Your list of confirmed speakers is on the website. Yeah. And I will link oh, to that too. Barbara Lowe Fisher. Barbara oh, yay, Lowe Barbara's Fisher. Yeah, yay. she's one of my personal heroes, actually. So she was our latest one that we had. I just, I'm so yeah. honored that she's going to be there speaking. And we're going to have special 20 minute clips, uh, special presentations of both Vax and Vax One uh, right on the National Mall. So something that has never ever been done before. I mean, the fact that we're having a whole um, event just about vaccine injury is something um, special in and of itself. And as well, we are going to have the Vax bus parked right by our stage so that staffers, Congress, senators, whoever are walking around in the middle of the day on a Thursday, um, they will be able to see us, they will hear us, and maybe that can start some amazing conversations. Yeah, they will have to see you and hear you. They can't they can't do what they do in Australia and say just, you know, turn your microphones the other way, we're not gonna listen. Mm. So I think that's fantastic. That's just so good. Um and anybody can come to that mall event, right? Anybody. Yes. There's no you don't have to buy tickets or anything, but it has cost you a fortune to yeah. put the whole thing on. So you are asking for people to sponsor it, is that right? And, and even if they can't come, even if they're in Australia and they can't come to Washington, um, it would be great if people could send a few dollars your way, uh, because what you have done is for everyone and you're supporting everyone else. And I think it would be great if people would support you and support your event as well. So I will put the link up to VIE and I believe, is there a place where people can donate on there? Yes, we have our PayPal, which is just crazymothersllc at gmail.com. So you can enter that in through PayPal. Crazymothersllc. LLC.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Okay. Thank you. So anyone who's watching this who has a spare five bucks or $10, um, please think about sending some of that uh, the, to the way of crazy mothers. <laughs> it's not a crazy <laughs> thing to ask. It's a really <laughs> thing to ask. So um, a little bit of support from the community goes a long way. And uh, I hope that people will, will take that up. So, You've got Robert F. Kennedy in the U.S. taking legal action, and I cannot tell you how jealous I am about that because we have no lawyers here, no and doctors. There was a doctor last week who was suspended. Um, Our doctors are getting suspended left, right, and center. Um, This is a doctor who I've known for many years, and um, he was suspended because he was telling people that, I forget exactly what it was now, he was telling people that um, they might be um, having a reaction to environmental molds and toxins, and so he got suspended for that, but he really got suspended because I don't think that he vaccinates. He's one of these doctors who um, probably would if you asked him to, but he does not push vaccines, and what Australia is trying to do is to um, remove any Uh, dissenting voices in the medical community because when you built your entire medical system on a house of cards even one dissenting voice can bring the whole thing tumbling down Mm -hmm. so they're not allowing anyone to to question vaccines and our authorities in new south wales at least which is the state where i live um the healthcare complaints commission which is the government body that 
is supposed to handle complaints against doctors for doctors that harm people has instead taken it upon themselves to be the protector of the pharmaceutical industry. And they have filed their own complaints against our organization, against doctors, and against anyone in the community who is speaking out. They have expanded their um, their jurisdiction to allow themselves to do that. They've passed legislation in Parliament specifically to target the ABN. We have no Bill of Rights in Australia, and our Constitution is totally deficient. So, um, you know, it, it's it's one thing to have a constitution and bill of rights that your Congress is ignoring, which is what's happening now and the state houses are ignoring. We don't even have that basic protection. Um, so it's what's happening here is that doctors are losing their right to practice medicine um, in numbers now because uh, the government will not allow anyone to question vaccination. So it's wonderful that you have, what is it in California, physicians for... Um, informed consent. Informed consent, mm -hmm. that's right. And the AVN is a member of that organization and a supporter of it. And um, you have people in the medical community and in the legal community who are out there going to bat for you, which is fantastic. Um, we don't have that yet in Australia. So I'm hoping that someone who is watching this will have their conscience tweaked a little bit yeah. and step forward and say, I would like to take these actions against the government too, because what the government in Australia is doing is completely discriminatory and against all of the international treaties that we have signed, um, such as the Nuremberg Code and the International uh, Treaty of the Child. So um, I'm hoping someone here is watching this and will say, I will be your RFK Jr. <laughs> Yay! We need you. <laughs> we do. We need them so badly. We do. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else that you feel that we need to talk about um, before you go? Uh, I just I'm so grateful to you for coming forward and allowing us to interview you today. Um, is there anything that you would like to share that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, that's a great question. I don't think so. Um, we went over Vi. I'm so excited. Um... Oh, vexed. You're going to be showing Vaxxed 2 at Vi, aren't you? But not at the mall, but actually at the event. Yes. Vaxxed yes. 2 is launching there? Um, it's not. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be the premiere. It is just going to um, be a screening. And it actually right. might be, yep, it might be the the night before at this point right now in a whole separate theater. Um, okay. So just because of logistics and the amount of people, we were able to open up more tickets um, so that more people could come to the after event. We were getting so many emails about, please, is there any way I can get a ticket? My heart was just breaking. <laughs> I was like, we have to mm. figure something out to let more people in because I, I can't deal with it. Um, so, <laughs> but everything, when, when, how long are you going to be in town? for? I'll be in Washington. I think I get there on the 12th. And, okay, perfect. Uh, I'm coming to the before event and the after event, I think, but I'm All not sure now. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. And I'll be there until the 15th or 16th. My sister's flying in and we're going to spend a few days in Washington because we've never seen it together. So, oh, awesome. <laughs> so it'll be really good. But yeah, That's no, so I, I'll be there. So I'd love to be able to go to that event. That would be fantastic. Perfect. I don't know if my ticket covers it, but I bought the ticket for the... Yeah, it does. <laughs> Otherwise, it does. you'll get a begging ticket, a big begging email from me, too. <laughs> yes, no, it will. It will cover that. All right. That's fantastic. 
Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. I don't want to let you go and then think, oh my God, I forgot to ask you this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that might be it. So um, <laughs> thank you for bearing with us with the technical problems. And thank Absolutely. you again. For on. That was so brilliant. I do want to talk to the people. Now I have not done this before. So I'm thinking if you disconnect, does that mean that I'm still here? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. If I, if I um, push the X button and leave, I think you would, you would still be on as well. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> we'll learn together. <laughs> I love it. Thank um, you so much, Meryl. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'll see you in November. Yes. See you in a couple of months. That's great. All right. Thank you, <laughs> everybody. Right, you take care. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye-bye. See you. All right. Are, are you still able to see me here? I hope you can. Yes, I'm just getting a thumbs up. So that's all good. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for um, bearing with the fact that we started a bit late. Um, we have some technical problems that we're going to have to work out. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we will do it. We'll get there eventually. Um, I do want to talk to people about the event that took place in Canberra last week, because I think this is so important. Um, I can see you. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, Anita Hoffmeister, as I said, our president, flew down to Canberra for that, which is quite a, a journey for her. She's in uh, very rural central Queensland on a property. So um, she showed amazing commitment to go there. And as anyone who has seen any of the videos that Anita and, and Alona shared from Canberra, she was on cloud nine because there is nothing, nothing. I can tell you this from experience, nothing more uh, empowering than being amongst a group, amongst your tribe. And we are all part of a tribe. We're spread all over the country. We're spread all over the world, but we are here for each other. We've got each other's backs. And I think that especially when you live in a fairly isolated area, um, Anita just was floored by the support and the love that she was surrounded by uh, over those days. And I'm, I'm telling you this for a reason, because October is International Vaccine Injury Awareness Month. And the AVN is not planning any events on its own during that month, but there are events planned for all over Australia. And these events are vital you need to turn up. You need to be seen. Your presence needs to be there, not only for the success of the event, but for your sake, your own sake. Because, as I said, you will be surrounded by the love and support of your tribe when you go. It will be life-changing for you, as well as for other families who need your support. So we will be publishing very soon. Alona has just started a list of the events that are going to be taking place. And if you live in a rural, uh, isolated area and you want to have an event, that's great. You can do that. Anita's going to be doing one where she lives. She's just going to be holding it in a park there and it's going to be a picnic, just a place for people to meet and to get together and to share their support. So 
please keep your eyes on this page. We will be publishing it. Also look at Alona's page, Alona Amlan. Um, she will be publishing it there too. I know that there's going to be events in West Australia, in Victoria, in Tasmania, several places in New South Wales and Queensland. I think even Darwin is having an event. I'm not sure. And far north Queensland. Adam, shout out to you there. I know that you've got something planned. Um, we need to be seen. Um, the AVN has purchased some of the placards that you saw. I wish I could show you this. Um, I had all of these set up to show you, um, but I, I will share them in the comments section here underneath after I end this uh, live because they are amazing placards. They're from Joshua Coleman in the United States who has been doing some, they call them flash mobs, uh, where People show up, sometimes in costume, um, like they were in costume outside of Canberra, um, outside of the Parliament. Um, it's V is for vaccine. They had the Guy Fawkes masks on and the hats and the capes, and they looked amazing. So um, these signs are great educational tools. People walk by and they read the signs, whether they take in what they say or not. It doesn't really matter. Um but uh, they they are affected by them one way or another. It's at the back of their mind. If something happens to their child after a vaccine, their memory is going to be twigged and think, wait a second, I saw something about this. Maybe I need to look into it further. Um, we will have these signs available um, I'm not sure if we're going to mirror them or just send you to Joshua Coleman's website because he has actually put all of this information as well as some handouts that you can print out in your local area um, on his website. Um, and I think it's called Vias for Vaccine or Vias Vaccine. I can't remember, but I will put the link to that too. And um, the, the thing is, if in your area you would like to do this, you can print out some of these signs. Um, I'm going to be getting some prices. I'll probably end up going to... <laughs> How come I haven't been blocked by Facebook? Do you know that I shared this link on about 25 different uh, Facebook pages this morning, and as soon as I shared them, the link disappeared? That's why I'm asking everyone to share this on their own pages and in their own groups, because that's the only way people are going to find us. We may not be kicked off of Facebook yet, but we are definitely being blocked by Facebook. So, um, yeah, thank you for the kind words, Jen, and uh, it's definitely the censorship is there. Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, if you would like to get some signs printed for your own events or for any events, if you would like to do a flash mob yourself, what um, what Joshua Coleman has said, and I, I'm pretty sure I shared his live on this page just below where we are now. So if you if you see it there, take a look at it. It's about 15, 20 minutes and it's very good. What he has said is to find an event where there's going to be a lot of people. Um, could be a sporting event, could be a movie where there's a premiere and people are going to be coming, could be a theater, you know, showing. Get a group of people together. You need support. You need to not do this on your own. Get a group of people together. Get your placards, your signs, your handouts. The handouts basically have the same information that's on the sign on the front, and on the back there's further information. So you're handing out education while you're there. Um, so go, show up. If you have never seen these flash mobs before, I'll put links to a few of them as well. They are amazing. The one at Disneyland that they did, 
I think I've watched that about five or six times also. Um, and it is just incredible. Very professionally done. Very respectful. Um, I don't think they had any flack for that. Uh, but they they probably saw tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people that one day because it was a big Star Wars event and people came from all around the country and all around the world for that opening. And they walked past um, these people dressed up uh, like characters from Star Wars holding these signs. So um, we can do that in Australia, too. There is nothing stopping us. Um, I will get prices on signs. I will try and find the cheapest printers for them, and I will publish that information uh, on this page and maybe on the AVN website as well. And um, we're going to be taking this to the street because, as Hillary Simpson said, and as I firmly believe, the education is what's really going to finally um, end this problem for us. And we're not saying we're trying to end vaccination full stop. We are saying we are trying to end the vaccination coercion, the forced vaccination, the mandatory medication of our children and ourselves. Uh, no democratic society has the right to tell you what you have to put into your bodies or the bodies of your minor children. The government's rights stop at our skin. And we need to make sure that we protect our children and ourselves from this sort of tyranny, from this government overreach. No government that is democratically constituted, which our government is supposed to be, um, is supposed to be able to do that. So I really urge everyone, when we put up the information about where the events are going to be, if you live close enough to go there, go. If you are able to help the organizers, help them. And if there is no event near you, start one. Share the information with us and we will share it so that people in your area can attend. Um, it's the time to be afraid of stepping up on this issue is long over. I am much more afraid of what the government can do if we don't stop this than I am of what someone in the community can say to me because I publicly talk out about vaccine rights and freedom of choice when it comes to health. Um, I, I truly believe that Unless each one of us who believes in freedom of choice, who supports um, man, uh, who supports vaccine rights, uh, steps up and starts being vocal about it, we will lose our rights. So it's up to all of us. What won't you do for your children? I know I'd do anything for mine. So, um, and I think most of you feel exactly the same way. Um, I would live for my children. I would die for my children. And I really believe that everyone watching this would do exactly the same thing if given an opportunity. And you have that opportunity now, so do it. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I was going to speak about. Oh, the planning for the Vaxxed uh, 2 screenings is coming along. And when I come back from the U.S., probably shortly thereafter, I'm back on the 25th of November. So in late November or early December, the AVN is going to have pre-screenings of Vaxxed 2, which I've spoken with a few people who have seen the pre-run of Vaxxed 2, and um, they have said that anyone who watches Vax2 will no longer support compulsory vaccination, even if they support vaccination. It is that convincing. It is that good. So we really need to be um, keeping this in mind. 
when we announce where the VAX2 screenings are going to be, and, and this is these are just pre-screenings. We're only doing a few at the end of the year. Next year, we're going to have much larger events and take them all around Australia, including West Australia, I think even including Tasmania. I'm pretty sure we're going to Tasmania, but don't quote me on that. We've started um, the schedule of where we're going to be. Um, so when we have the real big events, definitely come to those too because it's going to be as empowering as the Vaxed One events that we uh, that we had two years ago and as special and as exciting. and um, But the pre-events that we're going to have, you're going to be the first people in Australia to see them and some of the first people in the world to see them. So uh, if you want to be in on that and be able to share that information, please, when, you, when we announce that these um, screenings are going to be coming to an area near you, Come and view it, support it, let other people know about it. Uh, Penny, yes, we do need pictures of Australian vaccine victims. Um, if you, and we need their stories and we need them to report the reactions, go to the AVN website and go to vaccine information. And in vaccine information, there is a report a reaction link. You can report your child's reaction or you, your reaction, and we will report that to the federal government. You can also use the link that's on that page to the TGA and report the reaction yourself, and we hope that you will do that. Every reaction needs to be counted. If every reaction that occurred was reported to the government, the government would no longer be able to claim erroneously that vaccines are safe. Vaccines are in no way safe for everyone. Um, in fact, I personally believe they are not safe for anyone. That's my belief. Um, after speaking with so many thousands of people over the years, I think that everyone is injured by a vaccine in some way, whether it's immediately or months or years down the track. I think everyone is injured by vaccines when they are vaccinated, and especially our children today who are getting 49 vaccines by the time they start school. It's massive and that doesn't include the flu vaccine that's just been added. Um, if we include the flu vaccine, which is given twice in the first year of life and every year thereafter, and the flu vaccine is the most reported vaccination for reaction reports in the United States. Um, if we count the flu vaccines that are given to children, we're going to be getting close to 60 vaccines by the time a child starts school. Um, when is enough enough? When is too much enough? We really need to be taking a step back and looking at what we're doing to our children. And I'm getting very sidelined here because I think I've covered everything that I wanted to cover. Adam, yes, thank you very much. We do ask that while you go to the AVN website, um, I'm the world's worst promoter. While When you go to the AVN's website to fill in an adverse reaction report form or to get information on vaccination or vaccination laws, please consider joining the AVN. It's 25 dollars a year and it helps us do what we do um, in, in order to help you. So uh, we ask strongly that you consider doing that if you're not already a member. And if you are a member, maybe you want to give a gift membership to someone um, just as a little uh, $25 bonus for them. Okay, I am going to end this now. I I thank everyone for your patience before we started, and we will get these problems worked out, but thank goodness I was able to work this um, without uh, without needing the other software. Um, thank you from Under the Wire for your support and your kind words. I get so many notices of um, 
appreciation from people and every single one of them is special to me. So thank you again. And I will see you next week under the wire. Take care.